It's time for recipe of the day. I love a good taste test, a side-by-side comparison of like two different cooking methods to see which one is better. You know, I've done a ton of this with like brining chicken breasts and testing the time. I do this sort of thing all the time and I really think it makes my recipes better, but it's also just really fun and really interesting. I especially love it when I find out something that I didn't expect. So that is what happened with today's recipe, which is for slow cooker beef roast. So this is essentially your pot roast done in the slow cooker. And what I wanted to test was whether it makes a difference if you sear the roast before you put it in the slow cooker. You know what I'm talking about. So many recipes for things like this in the slow cooker have you get out a big pan and sear the roast first and then put it into the slow cooker for the slow cooking portion. I've always found that to be kind of a pain. You know, before you start this nice hands-off, easy slow cooking process, You've got to get in a pan, you've got to cook stuff, then you've got to wash that pan, like all of that, right? I've done it because I've been told to do it, but I didn't like doing it and I always wondered if it was necessary. And so I tested it and I did two chuck roasts, which is what I like to use for pot roast. I did two of them. One I seared first, one I did not. I cooked them exactly the same way in two side-by-side slow cookers. And the results were that you do not need to sear that roast first. The one that had been seared was a little bit darker in color on the outside, but not by much. It certainly didn't have a crust because it had kind of been steamed off by the slow cooking, you know what I mean? And the flavor was not detectably different. So if you want to save that step, you absolutely can. You not only have my permission, you have my testing results to stand behind your decision, right? Now, I will say that if you like that browning, that caramelization, the flavor and the crust, there is something that you can do. And if you know me, you probably know what this is already. It is the reverse sear. I'm going to tell you about it at the end of this recipe because it is the last step if you are making this slow cooker beef roast. You are starting with a two and a half pound boneless chuck roast. Sometimes it's called a chuck steak because it kind of looks like a steak but is thicker. Please, please do not try grilling this like a steak. It is not the best way to cook it. Chuck roast, chuck steak, those both get slow cooked, braised, that kind of thing. And do not confuse it with chuck eye steaks. If it says chuck eye steaks, those are grilling steaks. You do not want to slow cook them. I know this is so confusing. Just chuck roast or chuck steak. That is what you're looking for. Other cuts of beef that will work are a brisket. That will definitely work. It's just a little bit pricier. And then you can use a round roast, either rump roast or bottom round roast, or an eye of round. But all of these are quite a bit leaner and they don't make as good pot roast. If you're going with something else, if you're going with this rump roast or eye round, bottom round, you definitely want to make the gravy at the end of the recipe because it's going to be a little drier and you're going to want that moisture. Okay, you are seasoning your roast all over with salt and pepper, a teaspoon of salt and a half a teaspoon of pepper. You can add any other seasonings that you like, but I really was trying to do a very basic test on this recipe, just the basic method. And then you have that and then you can riff on it however you want with whatever seasonings, other flavors, you could totally do that. So I just did salt and pepper. Then into the slow cooker, you're adding a large onion sliced, four cloves of garlic sliced, and some thyme. So there is a little bit of seasoning in there, right? Four sprigs of fresh thyme or a teaspoon of dry thyme leaves. If you wanted to, you could use rosemary instead, oregano would work, or all three would be great. 
You're also adding in a 14-ounce can of diced tomatoes with their juice. Stir that up in the slow cooker, and then you're nestling your seasoned roast right in there, and then you're pouring one cup of beef broth over top of there. Now, that is going to cook on low in your slow cooker for six hours or on high for four hours. At that point, it's going to be very, very like fall apart tender, but still sliceable. If you wanted like really shredded beef kind of thing, I'll be talking about that on a different day. It would go just a little bit longer till it's like really falling apart. Now at this point, we're going to make the gravy. So you're going to take the roast out of the slow cooker, skim off any fat from the liquid in the slow cooker if you want. And then you're going to put a strainer over a big bowl and you're going to pour all that liquid and veggies from the slow cooker through the strainer. We were essentially getting rid of the onion, garlic, and tomato from in there so that there aren't chunks in the gravy. If you wanted a chunkier gravy, you absolutely could leave them in and then skip this straining step but I typically do strain them out. So you pour that through the strainer and then discard the veggies and put the liquid back into the slow cooker. Then you're getting a container with a tight-fitting lid, like a jar, and into it you're measuring a half cup of beef broth. This is supposed to be room temperature or cold. This isn't hot from the slow cooker or hot in any way because we are adding to that some flour, two tablespoons of all-purpose flour. And if the broth had been hot or warm, it starts cooking the flour right away and then it's more likely to clump up. So you just want that to be room temperature or cold. And so it's a half cup of broth, two tablespoons of flour in the jar, put the lid on, give it a little shake first to make sure it's not going to leak. I always like to do that. And then shake it really well until it is fully combined, dissolved, no lumps in there. And then you are pouring that into the liquid in the slow cooker. Now you have a choice to make. This is where we're doing that reverse sear step if you want to. If you don't want to, and you really don't have to, this is a delicious roast just as it is. What I do is put that roast back into the slow cooker. So now it's in the ingredients for your gravy. It's in that liquid with the flour. And then it's going on high. Even if you cooked it on low up to this point, you're turning your slow cooker to high. And then you're putting the lid back on and you are cooking it on high until the sauce is thickened. It's going to be about 10 to 15 minutes. Alternatively, you can let that gravy be cooking in there without the roast in it. And instead, you can broil the roast to get that crust. So you're going to set the rack in your oven so that when the meat is on there, the top surface of the meat is going to be about six inches from the broiler. So you probably want the rack about eight inches from the broiler elements. Turn the broiler on. Now you have that roast already out of the slow cooker. You took that off before you made the gravy ingredients. Now you're going to pat that dry with some paper towel just because it's got that liquid all over. It's going to be harder for it to brown. Then it is going on a broiling pan or whatever is safe under your broiler and it's going under there just until it's starts to brown nicely on top. It's not going to take very long. Keep your eye on it. We're looking at about five to eight minutes. By then, your gravy is almost done. So you're slicing that beef roast against the grain, and then the gravy will be ready, and you are serving those together. Or if you didn't broil it, then once that sauce is thickened, you take the roast out, slice it against the grain, serve it with the gravy, and you have delicious slow cooker roast beef, pot roast, beef roast done in the slow cooker. So delicious. And I saved you that step of not having to sear it. Oh, you know what? I'm going to save you another step too. I've been asked before if pot roast needs to rest before it's sliced the way that like a classic roast beef or any dry oven roasted meat needs to rest. And the answer is no. And there's good reason for that. When you dry roast a piece of meat, it's still like held together really good, especially if you're doing it like medium or less. The meat hasn't like broken down. And so it's holding together 
together, that means that the juices inside are under quite a bit of pressure. So if you slice into that right away, they come bursting out. With a slow-cooked piece of meat like this, the pressure is gone. Everything is loosened right up. And so the liquid is in there, but it's not being held in as strictly. So that means that you can just slice it right away and the juices aren't going to come bursting out the way that they would with a dry roasted piece of meat. So that saves you that step two. You do not have to rest this before you slice it. Okay, I will put the link to this recipe in the show notes for this podcast episode, or you can head to cookthestory.com slash ROTD and get the recipe there. And if you like learning from me all the ways to make your cooking better, your food tastier, you should definitely sign up for one of my mini courses. These are done by email. Super easy. You just head over to cookthestory.com slash courses and sign up there and you are going to become an expert at so many new things. I am Christine Pittman from cookthestory.com, thecookful.com, the all-new chicken cookbook, and from this podcast, Recipe of the Day. I hope you have a great day. Let's get cooking.